God, I have to tell you. What? 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 Therapist Unfiltered. We're therapists. We're unfiltered. Unfiltered for your pleasure. Therapist Unfiltered. Vodaba. What? What did you say? Did you say Vodaba? What's up? And welcome to Therapist Unfiltered, a podcast brought to you by two therapists. Talking about relationships and everything in between, from A to Z. I am A. And I'm Z. And uh, today we're going to be talking about and having this discussion, which is a very big discussion, <laughs> talked about around the world, around the many, many, many worlds. Yes. Because there are many worlds. Yes. Um, worlds and worlds. Whether or not females and males, heterosexual females and males, mm-hmm. can have platonic friendships with each other. Right. I'm sure a lot of you have your own opinions on that. Yeah. And we're about to share our own. Yeah. One is a little bit of a developing opinion, and the other is a more established opinion, and I thought it would be a good thing to talk about this because I've had some recent experience that has informed my own thoughts on how I feel about this. So I know that this is something that people talk about a lot, because you know girls have their girls and guys have their guys and they hang out and whatever but it seems like it's a lot more complicated when a girl wants to have a platonic friendship with a guy and vice versa and maybe we shouldn't even try to do that because it kind of feels like it's not possible to do so without things getting messy so i feel like i should have known better now that we're talking about it but it's good to unpack these things and like i always say we're a product of our experiences so we'll talk about that a little bit now but i kind of want to start by asking you a what your perspective is on platonic uh, heterosexual female male relationships and whether you think they can happen or not and why so i believe that a platonic heterosexual female and male friendship can can occur mm-hmm. if it's very like surface level mm-hmm. like you you're not sharing your inner deeper darker secrets with each other you're uh-huh. not like super super close because i feel like when you do get to those like moments of emotional closeness that's when it starts getting blurry mm-hmm. and that's when you're blurring the lines between friendship and something more than friendship mm-hmm. so i think they're possible they're not as fun mm-hmm. because you know you're just you're just keeping it like hey like how's it going like you know what's how's your friends what'd you do this weekend that's about it yeah it's a lot it's just basic yeah, you're saying just, yeah just keep it clean keep it basic that's probably the only thing but in my experience I feel like when you have well when I have gone a little bit further Mm -hmm. with someone and I have like no romantic feelings or any like sexual attraction or any sort of like more like romantic attraction to that person Mm -hmm. but I'm being like just my regular normal self and not really thinking about these things Mm -hmm. it's always just like kind of crashed in my face because then there's a a new layer where feelings have been developed throughout that time because you're spending so much time and so much like energy of just being close and like developing a trusting relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're not possible. I think you just really have to filter, you know, yourself and like the content of what you're talking about with them. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that having a substantial relationship is what is difficult. It's difficult to yeah. maneuver mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's always going to be some sort of emotional connection that may also be attraction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it gets, it's more complicated if you're looking for like a real friendship. I define, uh-huh. yeah, I define a real friendship as a relationship where you are sharing more than just like, how's the weather and how's this and how's that. Right. So yeah, and, I, yeah. yeah. And I think that's why it works so well when like guys have their guy friends and girls have their girlfriends mm-hmm. like, because, you know, they can speak openly about whatever it is that they're going on without any mm-hmm. attraction, like biologically chemistry like you know yeah and like the danger of expectations forming Mm -hmm. and then not wanting to talk about it because then you might not be friends anymore if you talk about it and then eventually it blows up in your face yeah that's definitely happened Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely happened to me in the past but the last time was quite a while ago because as you guys know i'm in a committed relationship getting married so um i'm not out there interacting on like a deep level with other men Like I'm having just kind of general friendships. Mm -hmm. I think I try to give a lot of grace in a lot of situations, not just with men, but also with women because I have some issues in friendships with women too where there can be like a lot of contention. And I always say that women are often the ones that are putting other women down more than men when you're talking about all that feminism stuff, which is a whole other topic. But I think that I made a bad assumption that if the male was older and seemed to be more established in their life or his life, and I had given the opportunity to be honest, and he had the chance to be honest, but then he actually ended up not being honest, which was like total shitter. I thought that potentially that could work and that you could have a long-term friendship with someone who was maybe more established and hopefully more mature and aware of what was going on. And like seem like they had their shit together. And seem like, yeah, definitely like seem like they had their shit together. But I feel like now looking back, I knew that that probably wasn't the case, but I wanted to grant a little bit more flexibility to the situation, which definitely did not serve in my favor yeah. at the end. I think what makes it what makes it worse for this situation with your situation mm-hmm. is that he knew you were in a committed relationship oh, yeah. as well. Because yeah. the, I when I was what I was describing is like if you're just like single, unattached, not even looking for anything and mm-hmm. just like being friends with someone, that's kinda hard to manage. But I do think that you can have some what of like a semi-substantial friendship-ish with someone if they know that you're committed with someone and they're respectful of that. Right. But but that's the thing. That's the distinction is that if you're attached or unattached, committed or uncommitted. Yeah. So just to clarify that. Yeah. And I think that's why this one is just like so absurd for you because everyone knew that you're engaged. Like you have a ring yeah. on your left And this person had met my partner several times and made statements about like how our relationship was one to look up to and is a model of relationships that you would want in your life. And so I think because there was all of that 
chatter around it. I was like, oh, th- there cannot possibly be anything weird going on here because you know my partner. I talk at length about him. There's just all these other reference points. So you would be insane to think anything other than that, mm-hmm. especially when I've given you opportunities to just be honest so that we can unpack that and see if we can be friends at all. But then you don't tell me and then it blows up in your face when you do something really weird. And so like, how did you try and like give him those opportunities mm-hmm. to be honest? Yeah, so there were a couple different times where we were out with coworkers and I asked him straight up, like, hey, you know, our coworkers who are girls, they're younger than us, they're like, oh, I think he likes you or like, oh, he talks to you a lot or, oh, he mentioned you. Addressing the chat. Yeah, addressing the talk. And so I use that as a base for being like, hey, this is what people are saying. So is there any weight to it? Do you actually feel that way? Are you saying things to them that you're not telling me? What is it? Like just be honest about it so that I we can see if we can even be friends if you are having those thoughts or you do have those feelings. So trying to take a mature stance on it because honestly, if he had told me like, yeah, I feel X, Y, or Z about you would have been like, no, we can't continue because then you have this expectation that I can't fulfill, which you should know better about it. So I asked him straight up and he said, no. He said, no, I we're just friends. And I said, are you sure we're just friends? And because I didn't believe him. There was enough chatter and enough feelings of, I just didn't trust him. I get a feeling when I talk to people. And he told me and it didn't sound like he was confident in it. Like in his, in in his, his response. His yeah, it sounded like he was disappointed to say no. To say no, yeah. Like no, no just friends. I'm just friends with you. Right. And so then after that I really pulled away and I was like, I cannot give attention to this person anymore. Right. It's more of just like a gut instinct mm-hmm. that you had that you're like Yeah. Because then the then the inappropriate flag goes off. Right. Because asking in a situation like that, he could have said no and I would have believed him. Or he could have said no, and it could have actually been yes, and then I read into that, and for that reason, I like distanced myself. Or he could have said yes, I do have feelings, and then I would have distanced myself. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't just looking for a yes or no answer, it was also the quality of the answer and how he was describing it. Mm-hmm. And because it was just so like short and not confident, mm-hmm. I knew at that point that I couldn't continue putting anything into that relationship or potentially leading this person on or whatever it is that was happening in that situation so that was the initial like question Mm -hmm. of the first time Mm -hmm. yeah and And then then, how was it how was the like because this is a co-worker right mm -hmm. how was the work relationship after that conversation happened well i think it got really contentious in some ways because he didn't understand why I was pulling away and like why we weren't friends at work anymore and like why I didn't want to talk to him and why I wasn't cutting him as much slack anymore I just really wanted to set a super hard boundary because I felt so uncomfortable after his response and then he took it as me being a hard ass, which I don't really give a fuck. Like I wanted him to not talk to me 
anymore on like a personal level Mm -hmm. um and it made the work environment pretty difficult if we had to interact so I just kind of separated myself and didn't really ask him for help on anything which I typically didn't anyway Mm -hmm. but it made it strange which he ended up talking about at length um in the letter that he wrote at the very end of our friendship tell me about i just i find it so interesting that there was even a letter that was written you do (laughs) how do you think i feel (laughs) so so tell me about this letter (laughs) so i ended up having to uh exit my job Mm -hmm. because of what's going on with my sister Mm -hmm. and i had to get together with co-workers as a goodbye like going away happy hour and he came and uh i had asked him to get a few of my things from my box because i had my cpr certification all these other things in there and i knew that he was coming to the happy hour and that he knew where some of those things were because he shared a drawer and a area with me and all that stuff so i told him like i need my blue notebook i need this this and this he knew exactly what all that meant so he put it in a bag and brought it to the happy hour and i got it from his car and put it in my car and then didn't think anything of it we all went back in my fiance was there my other co-workers um you were there (laughs) (laughs) and and we all hang out had a good evening And then I went back to my apartment, which I was in the process of moving out from, and I went through the bag. And he actually had told me when he gave me the bag, he said, I don't want you, there's something in there that's for you. I don't want you to open it until you're settled in LA. Now, who the fuck is going to listen to that? Like, (laughs) nobody. Zero, ever. If you told to do something, they're not going to do it. Yeah. And honestly, if he hadn't told me anything, I probably wouldn't have looked through that bag at all because I was so busy with everything. But because he kind of alerted me, I I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and look at this. This is very strange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I went home and um, the top of it had a sleeve that had my CPR stuff in it. And then underneath it, there was an envelope. And um, the top of the envelope had two printed eyes on it and you like didn't eyeball? you didn't see this no you didn't tell me oh hell okay me, oh well this is great for you <laughs> so it had two printed eyes there was a male eye and a female eye printed onto the uh, envelope well wait, like hand drawn no printed like from a printer, printer? like he put like, an envelope into the printer like an eye like an eyeball like an eye yes like an eyeball like a sketch of an eyeball and one was a male and one was uh-huh. a one had more lashes than the Yeah, other. like one was a male eye and one was a female eye. Okay, like one was his and one was yours? Yes, <laughs> like that. And then the center, and in the center it said, from one observer to another, the year of Zarina. Whoa! Yeah. Pretty slick. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up! I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it said, from one observer to another, the year of Zarina. You did not tell me about this. This is interesting. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like rolling around with the microphone. Like cannot even handle right now. Um, so yeah, it said um, from one observer to another and uh, the year of Z. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to begin with. And then the envelope was fucking fat. So I'm like, what's in here? Coupons, like a pizza, like what? It was huge, like it was it was a huge envelope. So I opened it and it was, um, 
it was a typed letter front and back and it was 25 pages total front and back Double space, single space. Oh, no, not single. It was single space, not single double space. space. Like mm-hmm. 10.5, 12. Okay. Yeah. Like, like an aerial. Okay. It was sans serif. It didn't have any serifs. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, mm-hmm. alright. Yeah. 25 pages. It was a lot of reading. That's a thesis. It, it, was, it was a lot of reading. It took, a dissertation. It took almost an hour <laughs> to read it. Like, yeah. So, I... I opened it and I start reading it and it was in diary form. It had, yeah, it was in, (laughs) you look like you're dying. Um, It was in diary form. Like it was referring back to like several, several months ago and it was recalling specific days. So do you mean like it was written like April 21st? It was like, it's a Wednesday in April. So Wednesday in April, she walked in and smelled her scent in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking close. What? Yeah, yeah. So, um... Okay. Yeah, so that went on for 25 pages, and it went went through everything. Like, the beginning of our friendship, how we were hanging out. We went on a couple of hikes. We went with other people. A couple times we hung out, we got coffee. And it was all cool. Like, we had a really good time together. And then once my coworkers were asking some questions and I asked him that evening, like, hey, what's going on? And then he gave me the answer that I didn't like. That's when I pulled away. So he also chronicles that. And the really crazy thing about it, and I don't like to use the word crazy, but it really was, was that he was observing things that I thought he wasn't paying any attention to. So I thought that he was totally occupied or like too aloof to notice things but he was referencing conversations that I didn't even remember he was talking about like the way that I was speaking to other people in the office he remembered um certain outfits that I had worn he referenced yeah he referenced like that me and another male coworker would stand in certain parts of the office and talk to each other and how me and him used to stand in that spot and talk to each other. Oh my god. Yeah. What? This yeah. Sounds like I like Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So reading that was really kind of like jarring for me because I felt like I had been violated in a lot of ways because I thought that I would have never thought this person was making those observations about me. And then in the letter, he references my relationship and how he never thinks that I crossed any boundary and how he never thinks that I would because I'm so loyal. It was kind of like he was trying to fuck with me in the letter also, like this reverse psychology thing, like, oh, you're such a good person, you'd never do it, but actually, like, you are. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it sounds like. It's like, you're such... You're like this loyal fiance with your own relationship, yet we're having these good times and great times mm-hmm. going on. These like, you know, in our little corner, mm-hmm. sitting and standing mm-hmm. the way that you look and dress. And mm-hmm. Oh my god! What the? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, this is really gross. Yeah. This is just like, like I, you feel violated. I like listening. I like I can't even imagine. Oh my god. Yeah, a couple of my. Friends, so one um, one friend who has known me for a while and actually knows 
my fiance very, very well also. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually went to breakfast the morning after uh, that happy hour that we were all at. And uh, I told her first about the letter and she read part of it and she was like, I think you should get a restraining order. Like this is not normal. Like this person knows where your apartment is. Like I know that you're moving, but like, do you think that he's a safe person? Like it was on that level. And I think for me, it was the first time in a long time that I was naive about a situation because I tend to be overly cautious and like overly analytical of stuff. And I would have never thought like, oh, this person is like a menace or like dangerous towards me. But then when someone else alerted me to it, I was like, oh, fuck, like, yeah, Yeah. this could be really weird. There's like a whole if I would have never expected this kind of like showing of whatever from this person, Mm -hmm. then what else are they capable of? Mm -hmm. And that was really disturbing. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like the step before him actually following you home and like doing other things. Mm hmm with you in mind yeah 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 it was very very strange so that got me thinking obviously all over again about whether men and women can be in platonic relationships and it feels like the answer is no because I thought that it was a relationship that could be platonic for all the reasons that I noted earlier right and it was the like polar opposite like he closed the letter saying that he hoped that we could mend our friendship and that he hoped that like we could work things out and like hopefully like things would be okay in the future or whatever which is also so mind-boggling to me because how do you give a letter like that to someone who's getting married and you see all this shit like referencing what i'm wearing and like the way that i talk and the way my voice sounds on the phone and all these other weird ass things and then you think that i'm still going to be friends with you like even that i would only be friends with you if i was like a bad disloyal person to my partner that's such a disrespect like how disrespect do you think i'm a disrespectful person that i would then turn and be friends with you even though you said that stuff and that's so wrong to like my my partner who you know right it's almost like he was saying these things that was like thinking that you also shared maybe the same yeah. or like even a morsel of the same feelings yeah and like you would say oh you did notice these things and then him praising you but you know you're such a loyal girlfriend and uh-huh. like you wouldn't do any of those things where that it would might it might have the possibility but it doesn't of changing your mind and being like yeah oh my God, you're such a great guy like you notice every little detail about me like nobody yeah. notices ever before uh-huh. oh my god you're such a great listener and a great observer yeah but no that just makes you look really fucking creepy yeah it's really scary how'd you respond to the letter um so at first i didn't say anything i told my fiance about it oh how did he respond to it um, he was not happy about it. He didn't read it. I think he read like a smidge, like barely anything from it. And he was like, I'm not going to read like some dude's like love letter to you. Like, fuck that. And the thing is, in my relationship, like we're both very trusting of each other. Like we're not, we don't think that the other person would ever do anything. So I think for that reason, he was just like, that person's a creep. You do not, I do not want you to talk to him anymore for your own safety. 
like just do not engage with that person anymore and he was pretty upset about it like you i could tell in his face he was not yeah he was not happy um and he was i kind kind of feel like he was in like a i told you so um position well he had told me because my last really close guy friend that i was friends with for like five years that like blew up in my face too when me and my my fiance and i split up and then that guy like expressed that he had all these feelings for me all this time and it's like yeah but then like i said earlier i thought that was a long time ago that was in college it was a college-aged guy this guy's older blah 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 but let me have faith in them but that was a fail um but yeah exactly i should have known better no that's Definitely, definitely should have known better. Yeah, yeah, many, many, many better. Yeah, so yeah, he um, lost his chill about it a little bit. Wasn't mad at me. It was just like this is really fucking creepy and gross. Like, why did somebody do that? And then I had a plan to have another get together the following week Mm -hmm. because some people couldn't make it to the first one, and then I still wanted to see people because I wasn't going to be here anymore. So. Uh, this guy was the one who was had organized the first one and by organized I mean he told people at work there was nothing else that really went into it aside from just hey we're going to this place at this time Mm -hmm. so then he wanted to um, help organize the second one and I had been cool with that because I hadn't seen the letter during happy hour the week before so I was like yeah sure just tell everyone whatever time for next week But then when the following week rolled around, he texted me and said, like, hey, this is what's going on. And um, this is what time should I tell everyone? Are you still able to meet up? I know a lot of people still want to see you, blah, 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 creepy, creepy, creepy. Um, And then I I didn't respond. I actually talked to another coworker and said, can you let people know that this is what the plan is? I'm planning it. I'll deal with this other guy. So then I ended up texting him and I said, I think uh, I said, I'm handling the happy hour that we're doing this week. Uh, I think it would be best if we didn't speak anymore. I got your letter and I don't want to talk to you anymore moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Cut. Well, what are you supposed to do? Well, yeah. Because I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to set this person off because now you feel like, oh shit like do i even know this other person Mm -hmm. what if i say the wrong thing like he had carpooled to our apartment before and i was like what if he shows up at my apartment like what am i gonna do yeah that's always scary yeah when they know so much information about you which is what you were talking about earlier is that once you delve into a more substantial relationship things get more complicated in multiple different ways so in this situation i think it made him think that oh, there might be like something else there, which was totally un- inappropriate. And then also it made it kind of dicey when I wanted to separate from him and like not have any connection because he did know like my phone number and where I lived. And I don't know if he would have given me that letter if he, if I wasn't moving away, but I feel like something would have come. Yeah. I'm always, I'm like kind of thinking, was he giving you that letter because there was that safety net of like, oh, you're not Mm -hmm. coming back or with the intention of like, you would leave your fiance and like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's That's what's super weird. But maybe with him, maybe it's not that much of a stretch. 
I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club. Now you understand. Yeah, it was very disturbing. It is. Sometimes it takes a very disturbing situation to really open up your eyes and Mm -hmm. realize that the world is not all that fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very, very strange. Well, because of all of this, it seems like this was like a semi-traumatic experience. Yes, it was. What would you say you would do moving forward? Because like you're always going to come across other males in the workplace, in your life, in your social scene. Like, how are you going to navigate those relationships? With because you don't even know. Like, I'm sure with this in the beginning, this homeboy, like you had no idea that it was going to turn out like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would you do differently? Yeah. Than I don't know that there's anything. That's that's what this experience has shown me is that I don't know that there's anything I can do differently. Because I was very explicit and open with this person. They met my partner. They knew what my life was like. And still, they made an advance like that towards me that was very inappropriate. So I don't know that there's anything that I can do differently to prevent something like that happening, which only makes me believe that it's not possible to have friendships like that, which means that if I do encounter a male who wants to be friends who is heterosexual... I, I I don't know if I would like have a disclaimer like right from the beginning. I don't I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know because I date all that. You did. Heterosexual. Any any like any guy that comes across in my life, I always end up dating them. Yeah. So it doesn't really work out for me. Yeah. I so I don't know. I, what is there anything that you can think of that I could do differently if there was a well i think this case was different because he didn't respect the boundaries of you being in a relationship already and i feel like that is like uh, and like outlying external factor in this situation where not all men would kind of take the same route that he did mm-hmm. so you would think that there would be you know other men out there that you may come across that would be more respectful of that and it wouldn't go this far mm-hmm. so i wouldn't just like mix out all interactions in the mm-hmm. near future because this one was just a crazy guy yeah so that's just my thing okay so maybe like not generalize yes, now that is the word to the masses yes but i i feel like it's gonna be really hard not to because it's also sad when you think that someone's your friend but then oh we also talked about agendas me and him we talked about how that he had been in situations where women had a, an agenda with him where they actually liked him whether it was for this reason or that reason and then he was like oh well i just wanted to be your friend like i'm not interested in you like that and then he got played out because the woman had an agenda and then i was okay yeah i know and then <clears throat> but we had even talked about that people having hidden agendas and then it feels like this person who was supposed to be my friend yeah. had a fucking hidden agenda. Yeah, not cool at all. No. So that makes me just really untrusting of situations going forward. I can't say that I'll like never be friends with a guy again. That's pretty much impossible. But I think it's just going to make me like more and more cautious mm-hmm. going forward. And I think that's all you can really do is and that's what's going to happen. It's kind of like 
you know, when you're going through a traumatic experience, mm -hmm. of course you're going to be a little bit more alert, more mm -hmm. like aware of things, mm -hmm. and it kind of takes time for you to kind of come back down, yeah. and be more in that trusting space again. Yeah. Just because you felt so violated and like it's it was something that was I don't want to say like taken away from you, but it's something that like you didn't know that was going to come and hit you and it was just like a blinding thing. Yeah. So it's like, it took away that awareness from you. Yeah. I feel like I was really blindsided. Yeah. So I will, yeah, I'll definitely be more aware moving forward. So I think with this... <laughs> what is your, what is your uh, summary of all that stuff I just said? I mean, if there's definitely different situations for different people. I think this one was an extreme situation mm -hmm. that kind of led you to this idea with this like, discussion that we're having that you can't really have like a platonic relationship or friendship with um, someone of the opposite sex. But I do like play devil's advocate. There are some people who can. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for me, I really don't think so. I think like deep down, you're just not being honest with yourself. Like there's definitely a level of attraction that everyone has. And it's whether or not you say it outward or not. And then if you don't, if you say it outward, then it kind of happens like this. It could either go well if the other person is not committed and actually single and, you know, mm -hmm. may share the same feelings with you. Mm -hmm. It could go bad because they don't share the same feelings or they're in a committed relationship. Then you're just making a fool out of yourself. Mm -hmm. But then if you're not going to say it, then... You're just not being honest with yourself. And then that is kind of like you're, I don't want to say torturing yourself, but yeah. you're putting yourself through a lot of like, you know, you're putting yourself through hell, like having to deal with someone you're really attracted to every single day. Not every day. I mean, if you're working with them, then yeah. yeah. Most, most days than anything. Yeah. And then having to like lie to everyone and yourself that, okay, I don't want this. When really you do. Yeah. So it's like, yeah i think it sucks because it makes me wonder if like do i have to be less like myself do i have to tone down my femininity in order to be friends with a guy so do i have to be like super crass and like i don't know like purposely try to be unattractive to have a friendship with a, a, a platonic friendship with a heterosexual male do I have to purposely try to be unattractive to them? And I one, I would never do that. But is that a condition that would potentially make it work? And if so, it wouldn't even be worth it to do that because that's not even yourself. Exactly. So they're they're friends with some weird alternate version of you. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're just not even being honest with yourself. You're cheating yourself of having any type of sort of like positive friendship or relationship with that person and yourself so no i think you just you just have to be yourself and it's all i think it comes down to a matter of respect mm -hmm. like if you're gonna respect mm -hmm. the other person's boundaries or whatever commitments and whatever things that they have going on in their personal life and then respecting yourself or whatever you can handle and whatever you can manage mm -hmm. so that's that's my yeah my belief yeah i think those are all very good points. So, yeah, now I'm in a position where I'm thinking about whether it's possible or not. And I'm not totally sold on one direction or another. I think I'll just keep... I was never sold on one direction. 
No, not a hundred percent in. No, not you. You didn't have like the Harry Styles Barbie doll set. Hell no! What? No, that's a recent thing. No, 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 no. They, it exists. It exists. Someone got it as a white elephant gift a couple years ago. So, yeah, this is one of those things that I think a lot of people think about, and I don't know that there's necessarily an answer for it. It just depends on your experiences, but you'll develop an opinion based on what happens yeah. in your own life. Yeah, exactly. It's all based on your own experience and what's going on with you. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, I definitely don't think that there's a right or wrong answer, I think, but there there is one for you as an individual and what your expectations are and how you define a friendship. Mm-hmm. Some people might think that having a friendship is just, they're cool with having a surface friendship and they're fine with that being the definition of it but for me if we're going to be friends it's going to have to be better than that i think for us also just last thought for me is that we're very like emotional people i mean we're fucking therapists right so of course we want to connect with people on an emotional level Mm -hmm. so we automatically want to get to like more than just a surface level like conversation and relationship with others yep and i think that's why it also makes it more difficult for us yes i agree yeah, I definitely agree. So with that, um, I am going back to the drawing board on my view on that whole situation. And yeah. We'll just come as we go. Yeah. Go as, come, as, come, come as you are. Come as you go. Oh. Go as you come. <laughs> we'll yeah. just go as we'll just, well. <laughs> I was going to say we'll just come. Well, not. That's, not, that's not, not it. Not nope. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for listening and tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. Yep, see you later.